This is a podcast from National Music Camp 2019. Hi, I'm Stella Joseph Jurecki, and you're listening to New Music at NMC, a 2019 National Music Camp podcast. This year, we have four young composers at National Music Camp. They've each written a 10-minute piece, which will be performed at the end of camp by tutors and students. Rhys Little is a composer from Sydney who has performed and worked with the Sydney Symphony Orchestra and the Sydney Philharmonia Choirs, and who is currently studying composition at Sydney Conservatorium of Music with Damien Ricketson. I asked him how he first found himself composing music. I found myself composing in the most mundane possible way. I think it was in high school that we had a day where everyone was forced to write a piece and play it. And bafflingly, my one won the little competition and I decided that somehow I was good at it and kept doing it. Beyond that, it's sort of not something you choose to do. I, I tell people when they go, why do you compose? I tell them sometimes you just fill up with music and you have to get it out of your head, which is I think the reason why I kept doing it. So at what point did you realise you wanted to pursue composition further? I realised probably mid-high school that I didn't have a choice in the matter and I was sort of stuck because there was a lot of music building up in my head and it had to get written or I would go insane. So I thought as a kid I would probably be fine. I'd probably be more sane having never written it. But it just seemed like the most natural thing to do at the time. Could you name a living composer who inspires you? I think for me, the most inspirational living composer has to be Kurtag, which is a bit unfortunate because he only just counts as a living composer. He's almost 100 years old, I think, now. I've never come across music that I've found to be so precise and concise in how it expresses itself in a way that uses all sorts of eclectic modernist technique while being fully accessible because of the freedom with which he sort of deploys it. And it's sort of, he's always been an idol to me for technical efficiency and, and expressive efficiency, I suppose. So how would you describe the sound world of your music? Slow. My friends always complain to me. They go, Reese, why don't you write fast music? And I do sometimes. But my best music is music where everything, every single note is very, very carefully picked out. And I, I dislike the idea of having extra notes in my music to the point that everything slows down and I force everyone to listen to every note. The word I use in my head, which might sound pretentious, is I try to think of my music as a sort of crystallised form, only the necessary components of it, while still being sort of beautiful and expressive, but in quite a, a concise way. Hopefully, that might be selling myself a little bit though. Has the camp and working with Melody changed your approach to composition? I don't think it has, actually. Not that I was expecting it to, actually. Instead, this camp has been a sort of confirmation, I think, of the way I tend to work anyhow. It's been good to discover that I can write a piece such as the one I've written in a slightly foreign environment. Working with Melody has been, well, I I think the best way to explain it is that Melody is, is quite a sharp tutor in the way that she seems to already know what you want to get out of your, of our one-on-ones and our class stuff. And it's been fantastic. I think like the rest of us, we've all been extremely productive on the camp. As much as some of us have been stressed over the work that we've been having to write, there's never been a feeling that we wouldn't make it, which has been a real joy. So composing can be quite a solitary activity. 
But how have you found the experience of composing alongside other composers here at camp? Well, we were joking amongst ourselves before that when we thought we were signing up for composition, we would be by ourselves in our rooms with our pianos, typing away and hopefully being played at some point. And there is nothing further from the truth. The, the solitary composer myth is completely useless in a way because, of course, we, we have to write our music in solitude. We, we mostly by ourselves. But your music goes nowhere and you can't expect to go anywhere if you don't get your music out of the cupboard. And so it sort of composition becomes really about knowing people and not knowing people just for the sake of having connections, but actually making proper friends of people because the, the greatest joy in, and I find the best motivation when I write music is to write music for people that I know and for people who I know are going to, are going to appreciate what I've done for them and I'll mutually appreciate what they've done for me in playing our pieces and it's fantastic to write for an ensemble that's mixed with people that we do know and people that we don't and to be able to run around camp and ask people is this a good thing for this instrument ask opinions of players hear the players that are going to perform for us it's the most exciting thing in the world when you hear the people that you know that you're going to write for and you think oh damn they're really good. So would you describe yourself as a full-time composer? Composing is, it depends which way you take that. Because music doesn't write itself at standard hours, you end up sort of being a full-time composer. And I think uh, a lot of people will sympathise with just having to carry manuscript paper around in case something comes out of the air and you just have to put it down. So in that way, it's sort of full-time, but it's not full-time in the normal sense that I can compose from nine to five and make a decent living. It's just not how it works, unfortunately. And unless there's a major economic paradigm shift, it's not going to change for quite a while. So, yeah, yes and no, actually. So what would you say is the most challenging thing about composing? It has to be the composing part of the composing. When you sit down at the piano or the computer and you realise there's no one there to help you and you have to bare your soul to a piece of paper and hope that people like it, that's sort of the most, the most challenging thing because there you are really solitary. But at the same time, once you get going, it feels... It's, it's a very special feeling when you, you know something's coming out that you think will actually work and you think is an honest sort of representation of what you're thinking. Can you tell us a bit about the piece you've written for National Music Camp? My piece is almost the opposite of exactly how I just described myself. My family went on a holiday to Mudgee recently and I found the landscape there in such a typical, almost obvious way, incredibly inspirational. And what I've ended up writing is a sort of big landscape tone poem in the Strauss vein with sort of slightly more modern clothes. And so it's completely inefficient, unusually, for my music, I think. It's all about massive textures and long melodies and everything. It's very quasi-romanticist. How it goes down, well, we haven't found out yet, so that would be quite interesting. You'll now hear Reese's work, Folded Sky.
The music you have heard was performed by an ensemble made up of tutors and participants at National Music Camp 2019. This podcast was produced and edited by Stella Joseph Jurecki and Maddie Chwoster, with assistance from Jakub Gaudashinsky and Philip Semets. The opening music is an excerpt from Melody Ertversch's piece, Wild October Jones. For more podcasts about the 2019 National Music Camp composers and about National Music Camp in general, check out the AYO website.